Hello, Internet. It's Sean again. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you check out Lords of Misrule live every other Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv forward slash game nights. Enjoy the game. bearing with us during our break uh we will just jump right back into the action as the wardrobe across the room lurches towards uh sebastian and cordelia with hogarth and enza not far behind uh we already rolled for initiative during the break to cut out all of that so let me get some more dramatic music going there we go all right uh top of the round Enza, you see this wardrobe again lumbering across the the ground, gnashing teeth between the doors as it's trying to bite at Seb. You muted. There we go. It's better. Yeah. Okay. There. All right. I'm going to pull out my hand axe. It's made okay. of wood. Maybe this will work. Uh, I'm gonna go in and attack it twice. Okay, uh, go ahead and make your attack. Okay. Oh. First one's a nine. Nine uh, will not hit. Oh, wait, but I get advantage on this because it has not acted yet. Oh, yes. How about a 13? (laughs) Uh, 13 will hit. Okay. Uh, it takes five slashing damage. Okay, five damage. Your hand axe, you go striking at the mimic. Uh, it, it sinks into the, again, the pseudo wood that, uh, that surrounds the creature um, and sort of buries itself in it as more of like a fleshy appearance or a fleshy sort of like a texture to it as it beds in and the mimic lets out a shriek as it happens. Uh, however, as you try to pull the axe back, uh, it is sort of stuck, much like uh, Sebastian's cane in the side of the, uh, the mimic creature. Oh no. Well then. Uh... Try to pull it out. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna try, yeah. Uh, my sheet is messing up. I think it's a strength, strength? check. Alright, let's see how strong I am. Not very strong. <laughs> That's a six. Uh, that is not enough. You try to pull <laughs> it out and it is, it is sufficiently stuck. Okay. Um, and how much and damage was that again? You said six? That was six slashing damage. Um, I'm trying to see if my Slayer's Prey thing is an action or a bonus. It's a bonus action. So I'm going to uh, Slayer's Prey it as a bonus action. Okay. 
Which remind me what that does again. Um, I do a little extra damage to it. Do an extra 1d6. Okay, first time you're sure you hit that. Okay, perfect. Yeah. All right. Look at it. And then it took my axe. I can't really strike it again. Uh, Not with that. Not with the same axe this turn. Yeah. So. uh, Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Uh, Sebastian, it's your turn. All right, what I want to try to do is start, grab the handle of my cane and push the button to make the blade shoot out. Or not shoot out, but extend. Okay, yeah. Um, do I that. Know, uh, you want that to be an attack? I would say let's make it an attack with advantage. Sounds good. Um, click advantage. 16 to hit. That will hit. So you're able to grab onto it, click the button, and you hold it uh, firm enough that the blade shoots out. And then you imagine embedding somewhere into the creature as it lets out a shriek. Uh, how much damage do you say it was? Uh, seven piercing damage. Seven piercing damage. Perfect. Uh, I want to attempt to rest the cane free now. Okay. Uh, make a strength check. That's a four. That is not enough. Okay, so what I will do then is uh, for my next attack, because I assume that's just a, it's not an action to try and pull the weapon free or? No, I was, I'm letting you guys have that as a free action. Okay, so um, for my extra attack, I am going to uh, just give it a punch or actually I have these throwing knives, the darts. Can I use those as basically just a dagger? Oh, okay. You mean like to you want to use those in like uh, melee stab yeah. into? Okay, yeah, yeah. You can do that. Okay, so I'll do that for my um, extra attack action. Uh, Eighteen to hit. Okay, that hits. Uh, that's only four piercing damage, though. Okay. Um, and then let's see. I'm trying to decide if I want a flurry of blows it or not. Yeah, I think I might as well. So, uh, key point to do flurry of blows. All right. We'll see how this goes with limbs and stuff potentially getting stuck. But if necessary, I will punch, punch me. And oh, it does look like we may have skipped over. Oh, uh, yeah. I think I hit refresh before we had the right order. Uh, so, we'll do your turn next, Clove. Gotcha. So, um,. I need to remember Flurry of Blows is just two unarmed, I believe. Yes, yeah, it's two. Okay. So, um, where's my unarmed strike? There it is. Punch, punch. 14 and an eight to hit. Uh, The 14 hits, the eight misses. Okay, well, they were both max damage for nine bludgeoning. Nine bludgeoning as uh, your your first strike hits... um, you follow it up with another uh, kick. However, the uh, creature sort of lurches to the side, and uh, I think your kick misses because the um, your fist is currently stuck to the creature after you uh, strike it, and you are sort of lurched with the with the mimic as it is still lumbering forward. So um, something I'm not sure how this interacts with the mimic's stickiness. With the drunken master drunken technique, when I use my flurry of blows, I gain the benefit of disengage. 
Uh, yes, so you, you'd you have the ability to get away with it tossing it down for attack of opportunity, but you're also considered grappled by the creature right now. Okay. So you have to get out of that first. Okay, good to know. All right. Uh, and we'll go ahead and pop back up the order to, uh, to Clove. I am, I'm assuming I hear what, this happen or hear some sort of ick happen upstairs you're hearing some thumping upstairs i think uh <laughs> i think pilar is trying to distract lady wingate enough and and trying to sing her a song to distract her mm-hmm. but yeah right now she is uh you, you're hearing something happening upstairs okay uh i'm gonna go ahead and i was uh yeah da- i'm gonna use my action to dash up the stairs and get in the room okay uh and as you enter the room, you see your party fighting this wardrobe. Okay. Well, since I, that, yeah. So then I'm going to go ahead. Uh, I can't do anything since I dashed. That's yeah, my action. Yeah, um, And do I have a bonus action? Do I? Oops, I didn't mean to hit that. Uh, bonus. No, I'm good. Uh, that's it. That's That'll be what I do. Okay. Uh, then I'll pop back down to Cordelia. I want to firebolt it. Go for it. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> is that an attack roll? Yes. Yes, it is. I don't know what I'm doing. That is a... 19. 19 hits. And I get... D10. 2D10. Oh, that's good. Um, 11. Fire damage. Ouch. To it. Alright, 11 points of fire damage as it strikes. Uh, it sort of, the the top corner of this wardrobe form sort of igniting in that moment. Um, whatever vestiges of wood are, are left. Uh, Alright, so that's It action. does, like, catch on fire, though. A little bit, yeah. Sweet. Anything um, further? I don't think I really have any bonus actions. Man, I really gotta remember to cast major armor on myself. Um, no, I'm just going to back up a little bit more. I don't want to get like out of the room. I just want to kind of get like by the door. Back up, kind of against the wall or by the door, yeah. Okay, uh, Hogarth. Did we? I remember before the break we said something about firearms. I'm not sure if we, our characters, decided that we were going to try and take care of this without guns, or I don't think there was a conversation about. You guys didn't have time to have a conversation about that. So we, you can... uh, we opened it and it started trying to eat Sebastian. Yeah. All right, then I'm going to use my revolver. Okay, take a shot. All right, take um, a shot. Will I get sneak attack? Um, it is a piercing ranged weapon and there's somebody within melee so yes cool that's if I hit I guess (laughs) 23 that hits d8s there we go ooh dang Uh, 13 damage and you said I do get sneak attack right yes 
Why did you give Dylan a gun again? I I don't know. I also gave everyone else a gun. So and I feel so like it's Just wait till you start fighting a dragon that has a Gatling gun. Oh no. Remind me, remind me how do you sneak attack again? Jesus uh, Christ. It's it's just D6. what is it, two D six, three D six? I don't 3D6, know. Three D six, yeah. Yeah. You roll dice and then you add the numbers to And then I Yeah. And then you add them to your damage. Okay, you do math. And then you uh, give me that damage. Nine d- for sneak attack. Wait, so it's thirteen plus nine? Yeah. So God, twenty-two. How many how do you want to kill this thing? Didn't even get a turn. <laughs> <laughs> I told you guys when I rolled a three for its initiative that it wasn't gonna get a turn. And it didn't get a turn. What do you want to do? This is why we let Dylan play with us. Uh just a just a clean calculated headshot. And this is your revolver, right? Yeah. Which Hogarth size I imagine is more like an it's a pretty big gun. Uh, it's a 44 Magnum. Oh Most yeah, powerful handgun in the West. All right, uh, you I fire uh, five shots or six. <laughs> One. Uh, as you hold your uh, point your revolver towards the creature, Sebastian sort of trying to wrest his arm free, uh, ends up trying to pull the the axe out of it. The two of you look back as you hear a clicking noise, and you see Hogarth just expressionless face raise the uh, handgun towards the. Uh, wardrobe you both duck as there is a thunderous explosion and there is smoke kicked up as a neat hole is blasted in the center of this mimic um, kind of oozing this gore from the inside uh, and an identical hole is opened up in the wall behind it <laughs> um, and the mimic kind of lets out a gurgling it's always a <laughs> And then just sort of slumps down, begins to sort of cave in on itself. Uh, that adhesiveness sort of dissipating in that moment. You all pull your rest your weapons free and back away from the creature. Nice shot. Well, I guess you didn't need my help. <laughs> well, that could have gone a hell of a lot worse. Do I know what this thing is? Yeah, it's a mimic. Do I have to roll? No, it's a mimic. (laughs) Everybody knows. I'm sure we've all... uh, Everyone knows mimics. Read about these in the storybooks. Glad you guys put that wardrobe out to dry. What do we do with it? Is the whole, like, form dissolving? Does it it's sort of no, it's just this sort of mass of sort of like its original sort of amorphous form on the ground. So it's not dissolving away, but there is this what looks like a big pile of just fleshy gore in the center of the room. Can't exactly use it for kindling. No, but I'm pretty sure if uh the Lord if he what's his name? <laughs> Lord Walter if you tussled with that, that probably would have killed him. Well. So, definitely need to go have a talk with this Craig. That's what I was gonna say. This Craig doesn't seem uh, all in the up and up. No. More. But if they've done business with him forever, something maybe spooked him or something happened. I'm not sure. Sure. You hear a 
a footsteps coming up the steps as suddenly standing in the doorway you see Lady Wingate uh, Pilar not far behind her standing in the door says what was that noise oh gods it's alright oh gods what is that it's, it was your wardrobe it's a creature <sighs> it's dead now don't need to worry we took care of it <sighs> you've got Hogarth to thank for that <laughs> I don't think she even locks eyes I think she just turns around and just starts walking out of the room and down the steps and you hear her dead. in a few seconds uh, Just you hear the sounds of somebody walking to the kitchen and then you hear like a of like a uh, a bottle being opened. Oh. Woman after my own heart. I almost feel bad. Should we check the rest of her furniture just in case? That might be a good idea. We should see if she picked anything else up from Craig before the anniversary that... Just yeah. in case. We should check it. We can... We can skip through the montage of you poking all the furniture. In check all the furniture. <laughs> until, uh, until I'll even side. cast, I'll ritual cast detect magic again and just like quick scan, like jog through the house. like. Okay. You are aware the mimics would not come under detect magic, but any other first time. Well, still. Yeah. The creepy inkwell did. Um, yes, that is correct. Uh, I think you guys do it once over the house to be safe. Well... Uh, Lady Wingate is taking a uh, a mid-afternoon or early afternoon uh, nip at this point and... It's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah. That ain't no cooking, Jerry. <laughs> uh, and I think uh, as, you're, as you're satisfied with that, I think before you leave Pilar says so I think I'm going to stay here with uh, you know, just to make sure that she's okay. Um, I feel really... I don't think we should be leaving her here, you know? Oh, I think that's a fine idea. Yeah. It's very kind of you, Pilar. Plus, I imagine the, the nature of the conversation we're going to go have with Craig won't require that much sweet talking, so... Just don't... <laughs> Well, don't kill him, Sebastian. I mean, unless you need to, but... I'll try. We'll talk to him first. Alright, so, uh... Give us enough time to go talk to Craig and then, I guess, call the cops to clean up the mimic? I don't imagine that they'll be uh, too far behind can't do that accent. It's going a little bit Irish. It's pretty good. It's alright. I can't do it. Anyway, she says that uh, she won't. Or that she will wait. Alright. So, you all, I think, uh, sensing the awkward tension in the house, make your way out. Don't let her drink too much. Uh, she nods and sort of gives a worried look over to Lady Wingate, who is just sort of sitting in the parlor room right now, uh, with a, just with a bottle in hand, um, just deadpan staring at the wall. I, 
We're doing a nice thing for that woman. I hope these jobs don't start turning us soft. Well, doing it for money. Doing it for money plus one and talk to a cop last night about well started working on that so oh. for every good deed we got an equal one balancing us out I thought you wanted my help with that well yeah I, it wasn't one and done we're gonna keep looking keep exploring our options besides you were hanging out helping out with Clove last night So, Craig. Is that his name? Yep. I think we've got two ways of dealing with this. We can go in nice and have a, a couple of big scary pieces of backup. Or, opposite, bag cop first. I can't imagine many people could argue with Hogarth crashing into their shop. <laughs> what do you all think? Hmm. If it's start good, cop, I've still got a couple charges left of my mind reader here. That's what you were doing? Yep. Made sure Lady Wingate was being straight with us, as far as I can uh -huh. tell. No. Nothing that she didn't know, that she didn't tell us. I think I just confused myself. <laughs> she wasn't lying to us as far as I could tell. Either that or she's very good at hiding her thoughts. Hmm. I mean, I've always found you can get a lot more out of somebody with a little bit of sugar than you can with a little bit of busting heads, but I think we should at least scope out this Craig person. See if see if they're they're doing dirty dealings because of pressure from somewhere else or yeah I'm curious what this guy what this guy's motive is too. sounds like they had sort of a relationship going on and then, then one day decides to off him I'm wondering what kind of relationship because Lady Wingate did say it was her relationship with him not theirs That's a good point. Maybe I've read too many novels. Okay. Alright. So we go in nice, and uh, if it goes bad, you'll know what to do. Alright. We'll say you guys are catching a taxi while you're having this conversation. You're catching a cab to head back towards... Um, Towards the West Circle. Uh, as you arrive in West Circle, not too far from campus, um, off of University Street, um, only a few blocks away, um, you're on the busy street corner. There's some um, some shops here, and it's a pretty crowded area. And uh, you're making your way towards where you're given the directions to Arlington's Antiques. Um, there's a little. Uh, like a soapbox stand on the corner and a small sort of a newsboy is standing on it um, hawking papers and he looks around and says uh, is given kind of yelling out the, the news and says Butcher strikes again three bodies found gutted in the West Circle docks 
lock your windows and uh, is like uh, selling papers to people as they're coming or walking past. Um, as you reach the uh, as you reach the shop, Arlington's Antiques, it's a pretty kind of plain looking store for most in, uh, in, in most kind of respects uh, except for the fact that uh, the large glass facade of the front of the building uh, behind it you can see on display uh, dozens and dozens of pieces of very elegant and uh, restored antiquities uh, ranging from um, you know, other furnitures like uh, desks and uh, bed posts and, and things like that uh, to some more uh, fine items of uh, jewelry and um, watches and things of that nature. Uh, and then there is the placard above the window or I guess on the glass itself is, is painted um, with the Arlington's Antiques. So who's going in first? Me. All right. You push open the door. Uh, little bell rings above the door. I should have had a bell noise. Damn it. I'll have that next time. Uh, a little <laughs> bell above the door. Going to. <laughs> yeah. A uh, little bell rings above the door, and the uh, kind of echoes into the musky sort of interior of the building. I walk around uh, and look like I'm browsing. Okay. Begin to walk around. I guess by myself. <laughs> uh, I think Sebastian would follow in after, you know, a beat or two and not look like they're together yet, but also browsing. I think slowly we're filling up the shop. Okay. And do you all sort of filter in one time? Every I, 60 uh, seconds, <laughs> one of us yes. walks into the store and just looks around like looking at nothing. I look at the door disappointed that there's not a bell. <gasps> and then it rings. <laughs> <laughs> if you believe hard enough. Did an angel get its wings? <laughs> not in this town. Uh, right. I'm gonna be just like just outside. Like looking through the window so I can like kinda see. Okay. I'm not gonna go in. Uh, it doesn't take long, and a uh, middle-aged man comes out from the back, hearing the bell ring a few times, um, and he sort of is a is a very well-dressed man wearing a sort of a brown suit and uh, a little bit tall, thin. He has uh, his sunken eyes sort of scan the few of you that as you enter uh, sees you Cordelia a little bit you know nicer dressed than the rest of your companions and uh, approaches you and says can I help you madam um possibly this is your shop I presume um, I'm actually here looking for someone Craig? That would be myself, uh, the owner, Craig, uh, Craig Arlington. Pleasure to uh, make your acquaintance, Mr. Arlington. 
Uh, likewise. Is there anything you're looking for specifically, or uh, a client that might have pointed you in my direction that I might be able to um, give credit towards for introducing you to my shop? Actually, yes. A dear, dear friend of mine, uh, uh, Lady Wingate. And as soon as she says that name, I use the medallion of thoughts to pick up what he thinks about uh, hearing Lady Wingate. I hear you're quite good friends. He says, yes, um, I have to say I'm a bit surprised given what, well, I heard the news about her husband. I'm, have you seen her? Are you good friends with her? Oh, very much so. Um, actually saw her this morning. Um, broken up and still in still in mourning but uh, you know she's a strong woman She'll I have right. to say I'm, I when I heard the news I it's a terrible thing really nothing different in his surface thoughts um, you scanning his surface thoughts uh, I think what you get is <clears throat> I think as soon as she says, as she brings up Lady Wingate, I think there's a bunch of thought, like a like a barrage of, of thoughts and, and emotions and stuff that hit at that moment. And I think in his mind, you're hearing sort of, I wish it didn't have to be like this. Okay, I am going to uh, probe deeper. So he makes a wisdom saving throw and with the item, the DC is 13. Okay. Uh, so if he fails, I gain insight. Um, if it succeeds, the spell ends. Either way, the target knows that I'm probing into its mind. Uh, yes. Okay. So he's going to know that I'm probing either way, but hopefully I can get some more info. Okay. Um, so you probe into his mind. I think there is a moment where you're looking at him, Cordelia, and his eyes sort of twitches for a second, and he, he puts a hand towards his head like he's having a migraine. Um you probe through his into his head though Sebastian and you catch a few sort of a few images you see the door of the shop opening late at night you see a large figure entering you hear a gruff voice you feel fear in that moment you feel regret conflict Uh, the voice says do this and the debt's clean you see uh, this man uh, you see Craig from his perspective uh acquiring items frantically searching for uh, a collection of of items that he has been instructed to to purchase Um, and you see Lady Wingate and picking up the wardrobe and the um, the inkwell and you see Craig uh and feel like the the sadness and the regret and the conflict in that moment as he's selling them to her. And then in that moment, he he his head that sort of pounding stops and he looks up and he looks at you, Cordelia, 
looks around the shop over towards um, Sebastian and Hogarth and he says who are you people we're not the ones who uh, sold out to kill our friend I, I don't I don't know what you know but it's it's not like that you had debts they told you to do this and you did it my main question is did you mean to get both of them did you mean to get Lady Wingate and got uh, what's his name Walter Walter Walter, Walter instead he uh, he looks around and uh, he he kind of I think he feels trapped in this moment and, and you see him looking like he wants to run um, and I think you're still you can still read his thoughts and uh, at this point I think if the spell doesn't end unless he succeeds mm-hmm. um, and he said and he's thinking in his mind he's like where can I get away I need to get out of here where now I, I know you want to run but that's just going to make things go badly for you I'd like to flank around and get behind him okay. now you can talk to us tell us who did this because I think we're they're the ones we really want to talk with and you'll just have to live with being responsible for killing your friend or we can have this go and be a much more unpleasant conversation um, make an intimidation check with advantage <clears throat> intimidation with advantage is a seven. Okay. Um, I think he needs something from you guys in order to do anything further to get with the information. So I think he he's not necessarily like resisting or, or putting on a bright face here, but he just says, we need, not here. Let's move to the back. I'll tell you everything, but you have to keep me safe. What is that sound? Somebody knocking at the door? Oh, sorry. I didn't realize my mic came (laughs) (laughs) up. It's it's Sean's new bell. I thought Sean was doing that. You have to keep me safe. Knock, knock. Oh, Oh, no. no. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll lead him to the back. Okay. Uh, you guys still waiting outside? I think Seth would poke his head out, motion for Enza to come in. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Walk in there with him. Okay. So you come back in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sean's got a new time, toy. I want to hit the door again. <laughs> <laughs> I like this noise. JK. <laughs> All right, not gonna do that anymore. Um, anyway, so you uh, you close the door, and I think he says, "Lock it, please." Click. Okay. Flip uh, the sign to closed. To closed. There you go. And uh, you walk him. You escort him back into the back rooms of the shop. And it's here you can see a large workspace, uh, dozens of pieces of furniture that are currently in the process of being restored, uh, workbench, other tools hanging on the walls. Um, and he stops there and looks around and says, 
right. First off, I... They only told me that it was only Lord Wingate, it was only Walter. Well, and a few more, but Lady Wingate wasn't a target. Who? Who told me? And who the other targets were. Really, we're just going to need you to tell us everything. All right, all right. A thug came into my shop a few weeks back. A huge guy. Uh, Gura Patrick was his name. He works for the Nurian. I don't know how, but they knew things. They found out Found out about my my business. I sometimes I use illusions and other enchantments on items in order to increase my sales a bit. And to, this business isn't that profitable on its own, and you need people interested in it, and it helps drive up sales. They they see. Uh, a bench or a chair in their friend's home and put just a minor enchantment spell on it, something that makes them interested in it more so than they might be otherwise. And Listen, Craig, I'm not interested in your antiquing business. All right. I, I'm, I'm interested in the murders you're facilitating. I know. I wanted nothing to do with them. I, I swear to you, I, I had nothing against Walter. I'd the man and, and, and his wife, had, they have been nothing but good to me. Loyal customers for a long time now. Gura came in and they knew about what I'd done and they threatened to expose me if I didn't... if I didn't do something for them. They needed me to procure some items that I wouldn't sell in my shop otherwise and sell them to some of my customers. Lord Wingate was one of them. It's also a uh, Lord Vincenzo, uh, Lady Otero, and Lord uh, Tarantino was the other. Just, I don't know why they wanted them dead. But I didn't have a choice. I would have been ruined otherwise. And have you sold all the items to these other lords and ladies? Lady Ontario just picked up the last of them today. They all the same kind of items. What kind of stuff are we talking about? Uh, I don't know the full effects of each of them, but Lord Vincenzo was um, there was a rocking chair. Uh, Lady Hontero was an antique horn or trumpet, and uh, 
Lord Tarantino was an antique suit of armor back from the back from the war did you handle these objects carefully yes I knew they had some sort of ill magic or curse on them the nature of which I didn't dare find out all I knew was it would likely be deadly to whoever had the misfortune of using them did they put you in connection with new suppliers or were you just supposed to find no they they had they had sellers lined up black market dealers I never got any names I just was told where to pick them up and when I didn't even handle the money and this thug that showed up Hotrick that's your only point of contact yes who you're afraid of yes I don't know how he knows or, or what his motivations are behind this but if if he finds out that I said anything it'll likely mean my life seems fitting but who am I to judge I can I can still recall the items I can contact the buyers and hopefully keep anything from anybody from being hurt I just I need to know that Gura is dealt with would I have any knowledge of who Gura is given my some history with the Narayans uh yeah, I'd say you might know the name. Um, isn't somebody that maybe ran in the same circles as you, sure. wasn't in the fighting ring, but mm-hmm. uh, I think he is a bit of an enforcer, um, more, more of the muscle, um, runs a small uh, gang or pack of, uh, of Nurian enforcers. Okay. Um... Okay. Well, Craig, I am familiar with this Gura, this Patrick, and uh, no, certainly not my favorite customer either, but trying to decide whether whether or not you're worth messing with him, and by extension, the Noraeans. I didn't mean for any of this. I, I can stop it. I can I can get the items back. I just need to know that they're dealt with and that that girl isn't going to show up here in a few weeks and demand the same again. And if he kills me, he's just going to find somebody else to do it. I think me and my compatriots need to have a conference about this, if you'll excuse us. 
Alright. I think you just kind of sidle over to one side of the room. <laughs> We've got a couple of options. I think we should save, or try to save people who've got stuff already. It's the decent thing to do, and certainly what Pilar would vote for if she were here. Well, it's gonna get a lot harder to solve this murder investigation if there's more bodies. Also, I imagine if we can insert ourselves into that, lords and ladies tend to be very generous, if you save their lives. So if we could be a part of that, that might pay out for us, as well as, you know, keeping people from being murdered and all that. But is it worth the animosity of the wolves? And I would let them know what I know about Patrick and, you know, approximately how many gang members that I think he is in direct control of. Yeah, and I'll also say it's uh, Podrick. Podrick. Well, we do take on a risk trying to deal with him, but if we can get him alone. Though, he's get, he's I don't... getting sloppy. They piss off the Narians. Though I don't imagine he's the type we can talk down. Nah. wouldn't say no to often in a or two, but again, you need to figure out if this is his doing or who gave the order if we're pissing off someone who's more than we can chew. Or we save the lords and ladies, we turn in the names and that's that. I mean, we were just asked to look into this so we could pass on what we figured out on the Mephistosia, let them take care of it. So, if it turns out to be a big enough issue, I feel like I will probably end up getting involved anyways. We have to just go tell Heron what we learned, give him the names, tell him it's probably something to be expedited. Could be we don't have to dirty our hands any further. We should try to see what we can do about those other items, though. I'm sure as a Mephisto, so you can take care of one Nurian thug that's getting in their way. Oh, Garth, you've, you've been awfully quiet. What do you think? I think that that's probably the best bet. I trust your judgment. It's 
So, go tell Heron, tell him to help him up Mephistosi, and tell Craig here to recall the items to sweep. And if he needs help recalling those items. Might be good for our faces to be out there. Of course. Yeah. This job did not pay very much. Yeah, certainly not enough to go deal with Padraig ourselves. Craig, I think you should call those lords and ladies and get the items back right away. We'll talk to our people, see if we can't get them to deal with Podrick. All right. And they'll, they'll protect me, right? Or at least take care of Podrick. I guess I don't have much of a choice. No, you do not. I mean, unless you're willing to pay us. I could maybe offer something if you could go take care of him right now yourselves. Hi, much. I don't know how. I don't know how much the Mephistosia are paying you. I don't know if I can match that. Well, let's hear your offer and we'll tell you if it's good enough. How much is your life worth to you? <sighs> Runs his hands through his hair and uh, looks around the shop. Uh, I could probably... Probably pull together... A uh, hundred gold pieces? And none of it's like cursed pirate treasure or anything. No, no, I don't. I, I don't offer any. I don't deal in that, that sort of thing. I promise. I can even. I have something else I could throw in. Um, and he kind of walks towards the uh, side of the room. There's a big tarp over an item, and he uh, rips off the tarp. Uh, and you see this strange contraption, this this working of metal uh, gears and uh, these sort of uh, six uh, sort of bent poles that all come to like sort of a point at the top, and there are some crystals embedded into it. And he says, "I don't know if you're interested in this sort of thing, but I, I do own and have the ability to operate an essence loom." Um, and if you needed anything, I don't have very many gems, um, but if, if you ever needed the services of having something crafted, I, I could do that for you here if, if that's... Anytime, no charge, you just have to bring the materials and I'll, and I'll do it. That and the, and the hundred gold pieces, it, that has to be enough, please. It's a brief word, Craig, and just circle back up. <laughs> He's just sitting there sweating. Yep. Seems like a pretty good deal to me, I think. From what I know of Podrick, with gold and an essence loom for no cost is probably worth it. Hi. If we can get Podrick alone, 
They'll never even know it was us. And it is possible we can still sell the information to the Mephistosi. Yeah, if we're quick about it. Yeah, well, yeah I don't see why we can't do both. As soon as we're done here, let Craig call the lords and ladies, get the items back. Clove, see if you can call your joint, see if Heron's there so he can get word out. And then we go hunt us a wolf. I still think we should make ourselves seen in the uh, recovering of the artifacts. Never hurts to make a couple of friends. At least with the, the lady um, name is now blanking. Ontario? Yeah, uh, Lady Ontario just picked it up. We could probably do that one pretty quick. Alright. Alright. Craig. It's a bit of a low offer, but... Let it never be said, we didn't help out a man in need. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I... I... I'll get the money together right away. I'll make the calls, make sure that there's that everything's brought in. I, I, you don't know how much this means. I, I'll get to it right away. Um, and uh, he um, goes and sort of jogging across the room to his uh, phone and uh, begins to dial out the numbers to call um, and recall the items. Um, so how do you guys want to be involved in the recovering of these items? Do you want to go out and retrieve them yourselves, or...? That's probably, for them, the safest option. Yeah. yeah. But Cordelia is, like, the only one who can, like, interact with the object, though. None of us want to touch it. <laughs> really. I mean, because do we want do we want to be associated with Craig specifically if they're about to find out that these things are that he just sold them are bad? Well, we could spin it a couple ways. We could say, you know, we found out, uh, you know, there's been an attempt on your life, and it was Craig who provided the information. Uh, he was under duress. Or we could take more credit for ourselves. Craig? Yes? Do you ever deliver items? Yes, uh, very often. You have a truck? Yes. Well, I think that's part of our answer. If you need to use it, I can go ahead and, um, and bring it up front. I think that's for the best. Alright. So we spin it as after he leaves. <laughs> we spin it as independent investigators Craig had nothing to do with it, he didn't know and uh, we've taken care of the problem thanks to him he looks like the good guy we look like the people who saved their lives maybe something good comes of it sounds good to me I make sure there's like, um, crap, what are those things called? 
You know those blankets that you use for like moving? Mm-hmm. Those. <laughs> yes, moving blankets. In the truck. Oh, uh, sure. I just assumed they had a better name. I have no idea. I just call them moving blankets. I don't know. Um, but so I some of those. So that for like, because I know like a couple of them are small stuff, but then for like the rocking chair, we can like cover it up. <laughs> sure. And then take it out. I guess a suit of armor is probably bigger than a rocking chair. And while he's getting pulling the truck around and we've kind of finished up, I'm borrowing his phone and I'm calling the speakeasy and asking to talk to Heron. Okay. Um, you call over and uh, uh, Samantha answers. Uh, I don't think you have, I don't think she would answer. Be like, close speakeasy. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would just be like, hello? <laughs> oh gosh, what was my like, what was my... <laughs> I don't even remember. It was like it was dragon piss or something. With this. Oh, yeah, what is the... this? It's hold on. I'm looking in Discord, but of course I'm also holding a child. Same time, I can do two things at once. A uh, code word is my I think what. Uh, can oh coffin varnish. Coffin varnish. That's coffin it. varnish. It's clove. <laughs> it's what I say. You knew the phone. Uh, she goes. Oh. Hey, what's up? Can I can I talk to Heron, please? I'm sure he's there drinking. Uh, oh yeah, he's here. Um, yeah, one second. Thank you. She puts the phone, rest the phone on the um, on the hook, and uh, you can hear some muffling. <laughs> Hello, Heron. Yeah, what's up? It's Clove. Um, we're about to go into the the cave of death or whatever Pilar called it, um, but we wanted to let you know we've um, talked to. Lady Watergate, water, uh, yeah, Wingate, thank you. Um, and we have determined that it's uh, the Neferian thug gubernatorial candidate, something or other. <laughs> oh, you mean girl? Yeah. There you go. That's the name. Yep. Yeah, that name is weird. Um, all right. So he, he murdered Lord Wingate? Yeah, he worked. He uh, threatened, basically. They're an antique stealer um, and forced him to procure some bad items. And those items are not only to kill Lord Wingate, but a whole bunch of other lords and ladies around town. Uh, And apparently all the materials are out. The last one was picked up recently. We're going to try and get them back. um, And this Craig gentleman is working on getting all the antiques back as well. Huh. You know any have any reason why he would do something like that? I've not figured that out, but we've at least figured out who's behind it to a point. Huh. Well, it's it's real noble of you and everything to go after the try to save those people, but I'm more interested in what's going on with Gura. And did I say we were? Oh, well, I did say we were going to go get the stuff. Yeah, you did. Uh, yeah. Um, well. The, the the job was to do the murder investigation. We figured that out. If you can get some more money, then maybe we can find out a little bit more about Gura. Hmm. I'll have to get in touch with my contact and find out. Um, I mean, if this thing's gone a little bit bigger than, than we originally thought, I bet they'll be able to up their price a bit. Here, Here's what I'll say. Uh... I, I'd be inclined to say, let the authorities deal with the the items. 
I, if you go after girl, take him in, or at least find out what's going on. I can almost guarantee you we can get a much better sum out of this than the 25 gold we were promised. Especially if this thing goes up the ladder. If we find out that the Nurian were taking out hits on Mephistosi contacts, that that comes pretty damn close to a breach of the covenant. Well, I'll talk to the group. I'll see, uh, I'll see what they want to do. Um, but see what you can find out and we'll talk soon. Alright. Um, he hangs up. I go back to the group and I let them know Heron thinks there's more money in it. Um, but he doesn't think we should help the other lords and ladies, but I'm down to help them if you guys are. I think making a few friends higher up is probably a good thing. Well, with Hogarth driving, I can't imagine it would take long, and who knows? We might get there and a couple of them might already be dead. Then they might be willing to pay more if their contacts are getting knocked off. So, we either save some lives and make some friends, or we uh, call the cops and maybe add to our uh, reward that way. I can't imagine it'll take long. Okay, so you guys decide to go get to get in the truck and go retrieve the items. Mm-hmm. All right, so so here's what I'll, I'll say. I think what uh, happens then uh, you you spend the next few hours, I think, um, driving around Upper Gothford probably the rest of the afternoon into the evening uh, retrieving these items. I think you first stop over at uh, Lord Vincenzo's house. Um, uh, older man and and he answers the door and you kind of go through the awkward conversation of you have a rocking chair that's cursed or whatever it is that you guys are saying. Um, it's not awkward at all. I'm very official about it. Give us a taste of that then. Oh man. <laughs> I'm straightening up my suit. clipboard. <laughs> Do I have a clipboard? Uh, I don't think I have a clipboard, but what I do have... There might be one in the truck. I druid craft um, a clipboard for her. I don't need a clipboard. I've got nothing to put on it. We don't have to know that. It just looks more official that way, you know. I'm going to... Um, Oh crap, which, where are my illusion spells? I have them. Um, I'm actually going to, once we get close, oh wait, can I make this one move? I'm sorry, you guys, I've never used any of these spells before. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna like straighten up my suit and everything. Um, and then once we get close, I'm going to major image the truck, I think, like the back of the truck, like this. What kind of truck is this? It's the truck kind. Um, I think it's like a. Is this like a like a moving van, or is this yeah. like a pickup truck, or like a? It'd be like a covered, in? yeah, like a covered, um, like a moving truck. 
Okay, so I'm going to do a major image along like the side of the truck that's on the side of his house because I can only I can do a 20 foot cube, so however much I can cover, um, and I want to make it look like uh, <laughs> like a really official um, like agency van. Um, okay. With like. <laughs> Um, with like a logo on the side that's like, I don't know, unauthorized artifact investigation agency on the side of the van. Okay. Those <laughs> the first words. Either? Nope. I'm not worried about <laughs> what the letters make. Um, and then, yeah. Okay. that there. Um, and then I'm also going to, once I walk up to the door, because that's a concentration spell, but this is not, I'm going to minor illusion, like a name badge on myself. <laughs> okay. That says uh, that I'm like, deputy director of this agency. Okay. Uh, I think, I think the man opens the door and uh, I think you had Craig call ahead right yes Okay. so uh, he opens the door and says oh are oh Craig said you were coming Um, oh good he called you what who are you people it's a very long story. Uh, Deputy Director Nero, please make your acquaintance. Uh, pleasure to meet you, Deputy Director. And uh, we're here for the artifact. The artifact? It's a rocking chair. What? Of course it is, my lord. Uh, please take us to the uh, rocking chair. What? I don't understand what's wrong with You don't me. need to. It's all right, trust me. All right. Probably uh, melts your bones or flays the flesh from your skin. You know, nothing you want to have happen. So better let us take it and get it out of your hair. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make a. Uh, which I don't. I think Cordelia is sort of leading this. Um, so probably offering her advantage rather than. Yeah, I'll give her the advantage. Uh, so go to make a, a persuasion check. Not deception. Well, no, I'll give it deception. Deception works here, too. Yay. Uh, 17. That was not very good. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, He lets you in, brings you back to the rocking chair, which is a very simple-looking fixture. Uh, Just... I mean, if you just imagine a rocking chair in your mind's eye, that's what it looks like. It's just a plain brown four-poster rocking chair um and he uh just she says i i don't know what's wrong with it but all right you you can take it as long as we're we're getting a refund right from from craig you'll have to take that up with him sir all right go ahead then and thank you for your um thank you for helping uh, director Nero. Of course, we're here to serve the city. And uh, any trouble in the future? Give us a ring. The uh, 
unusual unusual artifact investigation something something alright I leave <laughs> okay uh, you take that we'll just say that that happens three more times um, after that first time as we're back in the truck I just kind of as we start driving away turn to Cordelia so how is it supposed to help us make friends if you're using a fake name I they're not a, gonna know who you are I use a fake name like 90% of the time they've seen our faces and if we show up needing something don't know who we are and they know what we did which is take a bone melting rocking chair <laughs> out of their house apparently all I wanted to do or was it a flesh filleting one <laughs> or both why don't both or que no los dos that would have been the worst good one um all I'm trying to do is put a face out there, and uh, mine is pretty memorable. Doesn't matter what name they call me. All right. It's really just me remembering what names I've told which people. <laughs> well, you're on your own there, Nero. All right. Um, so, like I said, do that two more times. They're all uh, still alive? Lady Oteros. Well, I'm getting to that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Lady Oteros and uh, Lord Tarantino's um, place of, uh, of living. Um, so Lady Otero is fine. She has the trumpet. Uh, hasn't used it at all yet. And um, you're able to recover that. Lord Tarantino's a different story. Um you you arrive at his house and nobody answers um we'll just say you make your way inside uh this is like maybe his home you head uh downstairs into the basement or searching their home not able to find the armor um as you reach the basement you see there's a collection of old weapons and armor and uh, suits of it just all throughout the place since it's a rather large collection. No sign of Lauren Tarantino, though. But there's a rather bad smell. Um, and as you reach the back corner of the room, uh, there is one set of armor that is distinguished from the others in that it seem, appears to be oozing blood. Well, that's not a good sign. Well, two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, so do we call the cops for this one and skedaddle? Do you want to possibly call that new contact you made? He may be able to sway or make an impression on the Nurian if he helps them out, quote-unquote. Oh, I certainly certainly didn't get his number. I can't imagine any of this business ends up shaking out well for the Nurian, so probably best for that endeavor if he uh, stays out of this. Okay. This seems more like a bag it and tag it for the cops, let them deal with a evil suit of armor rather than us. Probably. We should warn them. Yep, so, uh, 
At this point, Sebastian probably knows like the equivalent of the anonymous police hotline, the tip line or something. <laughs> Heads upstairs <laughs> to find a phone and just like, uh, you want to go to Lord Tarantino's house? He's been eaten by an evil suit of armor. And just leave it at that and tell him not to touch it. I they say. probably have people that deal with that. They they know. Oh, my name? My name is Click. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you collect the other pieces of armor and or the other artifacts and uh, bring them back to uh, to the shop mm-hmm. uh, to Arlington. Hey, does Lord Tarantino have a bunch of like trinkets and stuff in his house? Yes. I know that look in your eye, Cordelia. Probably best if we leave no evidence of our passing here. Is there anything really pretty? There's lots of really pretty things. You're probably right. Just, I've done some B&E work in my time. We don't want to leave any more evidence than we've already left. Oh, I'm sorry. Says, I didn't like know you were the only the... one of us that had broken into somebody's house before. You talk your way in, I break my way in. Same difference. I don't think you know as much about me as you think. Whatever. Fun sucker. Well, lead the way. Aren't you supposed to open the door for me? You're the one with the fancy magic hand that leaves no fingerprints. <laughs> All right. So you guys uh, get If he leaves before me, I pocket something. <laughs> <laughs> Do you leave before her? Oh, I'm going to essentially flip a coin. One yes, two no. Nope, I'll wait until she leaves first. <laughs> I try to do it anyway. <laughs> Make a slide of hand check. <laughs> 24. I don't I think I can roll perception that high. Uh, yeah, and I assume your passive isn't that high. So, nope. Uh, um, nope. 13. Oh, all right. I think you pocket a. Hmm. What, what would Cordelia want? Like a piece of jewelry? Like. Uh, a small like dagger a hmm. yeah I think probably a piece of jewelry okay so you uh, there's maybe on display there's a uh, gold sort of ornate necklace um, hanging on one of the busts and you kind of slip that into your pocket as you are walking out awesome All right, uh, but you're gonna all... have to start marking stuff if my inventory is stolen, <laughs> like in Skyrim. Yeah, that's the little red hand icon. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. So you uh, you make your way back to the antique store, and Craig is there and helps you unload all the items back into the shop. And he says, so, um, was everybody else okay? Lady Ontario and Lord Vincenzo were. Lord Tarantino, less so. Oh, God. 
So I can put the thing on. Uh, all right. Well, I guess I'm glad that not everybody was hurt by that. Um, so now I have to give out refunds. Oh, God. Okay. Well, only two of them. So that should help. Silver lining and all that. Probably will need to refund for Lady Wingate for her troubles as well. All right. So, and Gura. We're working on that next. Did right. Gura t- tell you he was going to check on you or anything like that? Uh. Yes, uh, he was supposed to come back and, and check out. He didn't give a, a specific time that he was going to check in, but I, I imagine it'll be soon. Uh, Would it be that soon? And you hear a voice. You have a customer out here. You're back there, Craig. And uh, Craig just sort of goes white. I think that's him. I'll stall him. Come up with a plan. I straighten my suit. I go walking out. All right. You walk out. And you see uh, three figures entering the store. Uh, one of them, a tall um, but broad-shouldered uh, elven man uh, with slick black hair, um, leather jacket, uh, not wearing a shirt underneath, just 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 the leather jacket. Um, and he has I think he's probably smoking like a cigar or something it's just like really like chewed on in the corner of his mouth uh, he's puffing on it as he enters hands in his pockets just looking around two other figures you see um, a dwarf and a, a halfling that are um, kind of walking in behind him and you do notice I think off the bat that all three of them seem to have uh, holsters and uh, guns on their on their persons and the tall, dark-haired uh, elven man looks down at you. Who are you? Oh, I'm Amelia. Uh, can I help you gentlemen with something? Here to talk to the owner. Oh, Mr. Arlington. Uh, unfortunately, he had to step out, um, but he should be back in a couple of hours or so. Is there something I can help you with until then? Or you're welcome to wait. Well, I uh, hope. I think uh, Craig and I have a bit of business to uh, to be dealing with. I lost the accent somewhere through. I can't decide if I want country or Irish. I think it was Irish to begin with. Both. Craig and I had a bit of di- business to be dealing with. You don't mind if I look around, do you? Oh, uh, feel free to browse anything you like. Um, be careful of the glass, but uh, and let me know if I can help you find anything, identify anything for you. It's sort of my expertise. Hmm. I appreciate it. 
But it also recommends that... God, I can't get the accent. It also recommends that you get on the horn and uh, get your boss in here as fast as you can. Oh, of course. I'll uh, call him right away. Um, who should I say I'm calling for? I apologize. <sighs> Just tell him he has a friend here. And uh, as you go to turn to leave, and he says, And darling, I recommend you hurry. My friends, they've, uh, well, they're very interested in antiques, but they're just awfully clumsy. And you notice that one of them just sort of pushes uh, like a rack of the jewelry and stuff like off the counter and onto the floor or just sort of smashes to pieces. I don't flinch. Mostly because I don't care about his shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Right away, sir. I go to the phone and I call my own phone number at my apartment. <laughs> okay. It rings for a bit. I hang it up. I'm just waiting for everybody else to do something. Yeah, I just so keep doing that. I just keep calling myself. Okay. In the back, what waiting. are you guys doing? And then every once in a while, I'm like, I'm trying. I is promise. There, is there a... Because we unloaded and brought stuff in through the back, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, then can I circle around and come through the front door? Sure. Yeah, you can do that. Um, you head on back. You circle around. Um, and... Uh, Cordelia, you see Hogarth comes in through the front door. And then I leave. <laughs> and then I'd like to come back in through the front door. <laughs> and I just want to swing the door back and forth. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I can't do it that fast. It yeah, won't. That's okay. Um, <laughs> and just sort of I think everyone in the I think uh, Dura looks back towards the door as you're just sitting there like saying they're going in and out and in and out Um, oh do you like the bell sir it's new uh, yes it is a good addition to the store as that is happening uh, we'll confer with Enza and Clove either of you want to start things off loud I mean get the drop on it if possible I could go kitty form and pounce on him. Greg, you got somewhere else you could go for a minute. He says, um, I could, uh, I could leave. Might actually want to stick a little close in case they got friends waiting outside. Oh, God. You're probably right. Um, looks right. I think I can find a place to hide. Uh, the the bell that I'm ringing. Yeah. Um, I'm in thieves' cant. I'm telling the number of guys that are in the shop, and hoping that Seb okay. catches on. I would let them know. Okay, so that is there are three of them out front, and uh, yeah. So That's now good. I'll know how many people there are. Thanks. All right. I like it. All right. So <laughs> you uh, you guys all know how many are right now. I have a question. Yeah. 
What kind of cat does Clove turn into? It's a panther. Oh, the actual cat? When yes. I do cat form? No, no, just a um, cat. It's a yeah. it's a calico black and uh, blondish and white, all spottily in like whatever kind of caftan hazel pattern I've got on. Oh, paisley cat! Yeah! Okay, sorry. <laughs> I had to know. So, those of you in the back, you, any game plan? So can I, I mean, so is there like some sort of door? Is there some sort of curtain? Is there some sort of some, like what is between there's a, me and the There's fight? a door that leads in the back of the shop. Yeah. Shoot. I think Seb kick, kicks open the door, ducks inside. I uh, pounce out. Yeah, so these are, I believe, the actions we're readying in terms of game mechanics. To... <laughs> okay, so you're readying to to jump out and start just opening fire and stuff at a moment's Pretty notice. Pretty much. Okay, perfect. Well, yeah, I will. Uh, I'll go ahead and as long as all the talking is done, I'm assuming all the talking is done. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and transform into panther form and okay. get ready to as soon as the door is open, launch, pounce out. So okay. I'll open the door, fling a couple throwing knives, duck down. You shoot over my shoulder, Enza. And <laughs> Surprise, cat in your face. <laughs> okay, sounds good. So uh, I think as Dura stand there, he uh, and and you're opening the door, Hogarth. I think he turns towards you and says, "All right, boy. I'm afraid the door that this uh, store is closed now. You best be leaving." How close is he to me? Uh, no more than like 15 feet away. Uh, okay. Um, then I'll I'll sort of I'll just like stop the door and just sort of take a step forward. And say, oh, my apologies. And I think at that point, once the bell has stopped ringing for a little bit, Seb will fling open the door with a loud smack and. Uh, <laughs> we do uh, we do our things. Okay, I'm gonna have so those of you that had the surprise like element of surprise here, I'm just gonna have you go and do what you had planned. So Seb jumps out throwing knives, Enza taking her shot, um, and Clove lunging out in panther form. Uh, all at Dura. Yeah, uh, I think Seb will go for the minions. Okay, so I'm gonna all make your attack rolls. Okay. <laughs> What is it? It's a... Oh, plus four. Can I have cast four. Mage Armor on myself? <laughs> yes, I'll allow that. Thank you. Why am I just rolling relatively well for damage? So those two knives were a 24 and an 18 to hit for seven each. Max damage. I got right. a 17 to hit with my um, claw attack. Okay. All right. I also got a 17. All right, everyone hits. A. Hey. 1d4 plus 2. And he has to make a DC 12 strength throw. Yeah, strength saving throw or be knocked prone. And if he is knocked prone, then I get to make a bite attack against him as a bonus. All right, let me make a strength save. Well, that's a natural 20. Well, um, so then fine. <laughs> total of 22. Um, so he's not on the ground. So here's what happens. The two of you jump out, um, or the three of you come running out. Cordelia, as you're standing there, just pretending to make phone calls. Hogarth, as you're standing back. Hogarth, or well, I'm going to say you don't get a surprise attack because you're kind of right there. Um, but all of you watch as 
in this slow motion action movie way the three of you fan out uh uh sebastian takes the story knives and hurls them at the dwarf and the halfling um to either side of the room the um panther comes lunging out uh, across the counter just as Enza fires her shot. You did fire, I think. Did you mm-hmm. take a shot? Okay. Yeah. Um, just as Enza fires her shot, uh, and both of them, the the bullet and the panther kind of hitting at the same time uh, in the snarling explosion. And um, as the dust sort of settles there in a moment, you see the two shorter figures sort of staggering from these throwing knives stuck in them. And um, Dura standing there, uh, the gun or the shot from the gun having just kind of like grazes out of his face, like leaving this nasty looking wound along the side and the scratch from the panther uh, raked down the front of his his body. However, in that instant, as that happens, you watch as all of their wounds immediately heal back up, having absolutely no effect. And Dura looks out at all of you, his eyes then glinting this this animal uh, sheen to them, this like cat-like eyes almost. And he says, No, I wouldn't have recommended doing that. But fine. Let's have some fun. And he looks around, and then he locks eyes with you, uh, Sebastian, for just a moment. Um... And you see this look of sort of familiarity across his face. And he says, <laughs> El Toro. In the flesh. I lost a bit of money on you. Let me see if I can get it back. Um, and you watch as his body morphs and kind of cracks and bends as he swells into this wolf-like form, almost hairy, almost tearing at the jacket, but you get the impression of why he doesn't wear a shirt underneath it, um, as the leather uh, facets of it sort of strain against this, like, the bulging like, wolf, werewolf muscles. Uh, the face extends into these uh, ragged and and uh, jagged uh, fangs, and he lets out this snarling growl before lunging across the... Um, across the counter towards you. And that's where we're going to end our session here for today. 